Welcome back to the Argentina Project Podcast, brought to you by the Wilson Center. I'm your host, Benjamin Gadam. And I'm your producer, Katie Hopkins. Today on the podcast, I sit down with Adrian Bono during his recent visit to Washington. He is, of course, the founder and CEO of The Essential and The Bubble, two leading English language publications in Argentina. Benjamin and Adrian discuss the final weeks of President Mauricio Macri's term and what awaits Alberto Fernandez should he get elected. On to the interview. Adrian, thanks for joining us. Please, it's a pleasure. There's this odd sense of, I don't know, calm, maybe overstating it, but that the currency is more or less stable in Argentina at the moment. Is it? The streets are more or less calm. Is um, it a Sunday? Do you, do you feel that the post-Paso crisis has passed? Um, no. I don't, think, I don't think it has passed. Um, I think that this sense of uncertainty and impending doom is going to continue until the day of the elections in October. However, I have to say, and this is a good thing, um, I think that Argentina in a way has matured. Um, and I know that probably sounds contradictory because if you read what is being said in the media these days, both in the domestic press and international press, is that Argentina doesn't learn from its mistakes, um, Argentina does not mature, etc., etc. But I will say this: um, in uh, we all remember what happened uh, in 1989 when when Alfonsín was at the end of his term, and uh, he had to make a deal with Menem so that the country uh, didn't spiral into chaos. We all remember what happened in 2001. A deal that required leaving office early. Exactly. Um, they had to. They, he had to leave his office early. We all remember what happened in 2001 with De La Rua, when he had to leave um, two years into his first uh, administration. Um, I have the feeling that what Argentines have learned this time is that it's okay to wait for the president to leave when uh, he or she is supposed to leave. Um, I feel that there are a few elements on taking to the streets these days that are trying to accelerate Macri's departure. But I have to say that I have seen people within Kirchnerism, people who are usually even considered radicals, including Ebe de Bonafini, for example, uh, the leader of the Mothers of the Plaza de Mayo, um, who are saying we need, to, we need to take things down a notch. Um, and we need to let the democratic process elect a new president who is going to take office on December 10. And then we continue to try to fight this crisis. But I feel that, like I said, I feel that Argentina has learned that it's okay to wait until the end of the president's term. Uh, uh, instead of demanding that whoever is in office leaves now. So is this the end of the so-called Peronist curse that says that no uh, non-Peronist president in Argentina is ever able to finish their term? Maybe it is. Maybe that will be Macri's greatest accomplishment in Argentina's history. And is that, I mean, a small silver lining trying to cheer up a depressed Argentine resident? Or is that a, a serious sign of institutional strengthening? 
I think it's a sign of institutional strengthening for sure. Even though you know Argentina's institutions have, have been weakened in the last few years, uh, but I do believe that in that case we can specifically say that Argentina has matured. I don't know if it's a silver lining for Argentines. I think that um, the, the situation is dire enough. Um, but while looking at it from abroad, it does feel like Argentina has grown up, at least in that sense. When you look toward the future, and it does look like Alberto Fernandez will be the next president of Argentina, it's hard to see the crisis ending the moment he takes office. I mean, this crisis, a little bit, is from the uncertainties of this transition, and it's a very long transition since it began with a presidential primary, not an election. But a lot of it is the fundamentals in Argentina, right? The bank lacking reserves, the debt hard to manage, an international context not all that favorable. When Alberto Fernandez takes office, does that give a sense of stability and calm to Argentina on day one? I mean, I would think there might be a strong argument to the contrary. Um, I, can, I can speak from a political point of view. Um, the economy is not my forte, so I rely on my uh, peers who are well-versed in the economy to try to explain to me, like I'm a five-year-old, what's going on in Argentina. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who doesn't understand. Um, the situation is very complex. What I do know is that Argentina has no money. Uh, and that when Alberto Fernandez takes over, it's going to be an uphill battle to help get Argentina out of the well that it's in. Um, it was already in a well in 2015 when Macri took over, and now it looks like Macri actually made that well deeper. Um, so uh, I think that what, what matters right now, besides the economy and a speedy recovery, is governability. I do believe that Alberto Fernandez is able to bring that to the table at a moment where Argentina feels like there is no precedence. Um, I, 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 I don't know how to say the word acefalia in English, but that means it's the word you use in Spanish when there is no president, there's no one in charge. And that's how many people feel these days because it's almost like Alberto Fernandez has already won, but he's yet to take office while Macri is just walking around there trying to keep the little governability that there is in place until December 10. So I do believe that once the once Alberto Fernandez takes over, takes over which is, I think it's a given that it's going to happen, um, things are going to calm down, at least from a political point of view, because this is what we're seeing these days. It's almost, going back to what we were saying before, it's almost like people are trying to say, let's, let's all be on this together. If you look at what happened last week in Congress, with the um, elementary, elementary emergency, I think that that's how you say it in English. Food emergency, that's right. Food emergency. Um, all parties came together. Um, and if you look at the, 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 the speeches that came from the parents' leaders, they were not divisive. They were all trying to say, okay, let's, let's work together to make, it, to make it the most peaceful, quiet transition that there is. So I think that Argentines that are a place where they just don't want this they don't want this chaos on the streets anymore. They just want a quick solution to the problem, which is the economy. But um, I do believe that Alberto Fernandez is going to bring some calm. Um, and even if you look at him, he brings calm to the conversation. He Listen to how he speaks. He's very professorial. Sometimes he even reminds me of Obama. He takes, like, he takes long pauses when he speaks. He tries to... The country's on fire, but... I got this. Let's let's all let's all talk 
and see how we solve this. There's no, there's no bully pulpit. There's no, remember how Christina used to do it, where she would be very loud and she would use her arms and rally people. It looks like Alberto Fernandez is more professorial, more calm, and will try to transmit that calm to the population. And looking at political factors, I mean, if we're going to be bullish about an Argentina under Alberto Fernandez, I mean, you've pointed to his demeanor and his style, more pragmatic, less divisive. You've pointed to the idea that he'll have more legitimacy than a lame duck president that's trying to govern through a crisis. There's other factors that relate to him being a parentist. Relationship with unions, relationship with the majority in Congress, um, relationship with social movements from the Kirchnerista side of the ticket. Do you get the sense that those will be key assets in trying to manage Argentina through this period? They will be. Um, now, the big question is what's going to happen with parents themselves um, and how they're going to agree to share power. Uh, don't forget that Peron used to say that Peronism was a, a mixed bag of cats fighting each other. So when they get to power, it usually there's, there's a honeymoon period and then they st the, the, the infighting begins. So I guess that one of the big questions these days is how much power is Cristina Kirchner really going to have? You know, there's people who say that Alberto Fernandez is going to be just a puppet, someone who is going to repeat whatever she says in the shadows. And there's other people who say that as soon as he takes over, he's going to make sure that Cristina is relegated to just more of a, you know, uh, protocol role than having actual power. What's the answer? The answer is if we go by precedence, um, Peronists have this tradition of, you know, the, the kingmaker tradition, right? There's, um, there's always a, a, an older Peronist that picks a younger Peronist figure to carry the baton. And usually that doesn't end well. The, when when the, the kingmaker turns out being someone that becomes ostracized and sent away. We saw this with... Um, with uh, Nestor Kirchner and Dualde. Don't forget that Dualde in, in 2002 was the one who sort of like picked Nestor Kirchner to become the next president and, and then Kirchner turned against him. So we already know of how different Cristina and Alberto are. I, 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 I think we'll agree here that Cristina was very smart in picking Alberto because he was the sort of centrist figure that made her seem less polarizing and who could rally a lot of votes and steal a lot of votes away from Macri. So if we go by president, I would say that it's probable that Alberto is going to make sure that Cristina is relegated to just sitting in the Senate and that's it. Maybe through some sort of deal, because let's not be naive, Cristina has a lot of legal problems that she needs to deal with. So I'm sure that they're, they're, they would be able to cut a deal very easily and make sure that Cristina just, I think that Caparros put it nicely, is like just take care of her grandchildren and not be in the way. Adrian Bono, CEO of The Bubble, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to be here. Visiting Washington, D.C. for how much longer? As long as I can. Adrian, thanks again. Thanks so much. And thankfully, our producer is a wonderful editor. That's me, Katie Hopkins. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the Argentina Project podcast on SoundCloud and sign up for our weekly newsletter at wilsoncenter.org slash weekly dash asado. Asado.